Good morning and welcome to this assembly of the Laurel Heights Church of Christ. We hope that this season of the year is especially pleasant for you and for your family. Here's a subject that comes up this time of year that ought to come up all through the year. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18, Paul said to the Christians in Thessalonica, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I want to tell you about something I did a couple of years ago, primarily for my personal benefit, though I did share it with a few others. A few years ago, something was trending <clears throat> among Christians called the 30-Day Thanksgiving Challenge. The idea was to take the 30 days of November and make a list for each day of some specific blessing you are thankful for. And I took that challenge. I made the list over the summer of 2016, and then when November came... I got up early in the morning, and the first thing I shared online what I had on the list for that day. And you know, at first I thought it would be fun, but it was far more. It has helped me keep and enhance a grateful frame of mind. It forced me to be specific about gratitude. In my judgment, one problem we have with gratitude is we think of it and express it broadly in big generic terminology. So it's very easy to say, I am sure thankful. And it's easy to say, I'm thankful to God for all that I have. And I suspect that many of us will be seated around the table on Thursday of this week, and somebody in the table or on the, uh, around the table will express thanksgiving. We're thankful to God for all that we have. But what is it that we have? Specifically, what are we thankful for? There is great value in making a list of what you have from God that you're thankful for. There was an old song that captured that very well. Count your blessings, name them one by one. I think our gratitude to God needs to be specific. Make a list personally for your own encouragement. Remembering that Paul said... Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I want to talk to you this morning from the Bible about the benefits of gratitude. I'm not going to make a list of things that you are thankful for, because that list needs to come from you. That needs to be from your heart 
and your experience not dictated by a man in the pulpit. So my focus in this sermon will be the benefits of gratitude. Number one, it helps you conquer bitterness. It is common for regret or resentment to get stuck in your head. You can't seem to shake it. Some awful experience remains in your memory and it hinders you, keeps you from things you ought to be concentrating on. Some sin that you committed or some sin that someone committed against you. Perhaps some experience that you cannot explain as to the cause. But it's made you bitter. There are many causes of ongoing bitterness. And if bitterness is not conquered, if it is allowed to fester inside you, it can literally make you sick. It can ruin your relationships with people. And it can tempt you away from God. Bitterness. We all know what it is. We know people who are bitter. Perhaps there are people here who struggle with it. And we recognize that the causes vary. And we tell Christians who are bitter to pray. We tell them take it to the Lord in prayer. If you've sinned and that's the problem. God says He forgives the penitent, so be penitent and accept His forgiveness. If you were sinned against, apply what the Bible says about that, and then get back in the mainstream of life and embrace the joy of going to heaven and take people with you. But here's another way to combat bitterness that could become long-standing. Gratitude. Fill your mind with gratitude for God for all the gifts, the blessings, the strength, the answers to prayer God has given you. Make that list. Make your list. Let it be specific and add to it every day of things you're thankful for. Gratitude can come into your mind in such a consistent and powerful flow, bitterness is banished. I have two important passages to read to us about bitterness, and they will require no extended commentary. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. In the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and at verse 15, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it 
many become defiled. Mark down as a benefit of gratitude. Benefit consistently, or, or gratitude consistently flowing into your mind can banish bitterness from your heart. Gratitude helps us defeat selfishness. I know that you've heard many teachers and preachers say many times that at the heart of all sin there is self, selfishness. Scripture bears that out. Self is the assertion of your, your person against God. And sin is the assertion of your person and yourself against God. It is, in regard to sin, our will be done rather than His will be done. At the heart of all sin, there is selfishness. And should we struggle with it, gratitude will help us defeat it, especially if the gratitude is personally specific to your life. In 2 Timothy 3, in verse 2, mention is made of lovers... Of self. And in Romans chapter 2 and verse 8, self seeking. Do you think those people count their blessings and name them one by one? Do you think they spend quality time in prayer expressing their gratitude to God from their specific list of blessings? If we want to move away from envy and selfishness and bitterness, we need to give good attention to our blessings and spend more time thanking God for all we have from Him in such amazing and beautiful abundance. The passage I led with says, be thankful in all circumstances. That means even when you feel some self-interest beginning to creep in, be thankful. Did you hear this? A little boy was asked by his father to pray at the table. While the rest of the family waited, the little guy eyed every dish of food his mother had prepared that was on the table. And after a moment or two of self-examination, he finally bowed his head and, and he honestly prayed. He said, Lord, I don't like the looks of it. But I thank you for it, and I'll eat it anyway. Amen. Even when self-interest seems to intrude, be thankful. Gratitude is valuable and powerful to conquer bitterness and to defeat the intrusion of selfishness. Be turning to Philippians chapter 1. The Apostle Paul had such good friends in the faith. Even when Paul lived in poverty and in prison and was under threat and attack, he was enriched and he rejoiced in his good companions, even when those good companions were not in the room with him. He had a host of enemies who were around him most of the time, but far more important, his many good friends in the faith, even though they might be a great distance away. It was no contest. His brothers and sisters in Christ were more powerful 
than all his enemies put together. And you see that at various places. For instance, in Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 to 6. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Such a warm, soothing, peaceful tone when he speaks of his relationship with the Christians in Philippi. And I remind you that Paul was in jail when he wrote this, and they were some distance away. I wonder how many prisoners in Roman captivity wrote thank you cards. This was an extended thank you note from a prisoner facing execution. There isn't any doubt based on just this example that gratitude to God will deepen your relationships with people when you thank God for people that may not even be in your presence anymore. Unlike the grumbling and complaining Paul forbids in Philippians 2.14, there is his good example in Philippians 1, verses 3 through 6. Gratitude takes you away from sin. I'm going to Romans chapter 1 to make this point. Where the Apostle Paul describes the fall of the world into sin by making choice after choice that was away from God. Listen to part of this in Romans 1 starting at verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For His invisible attributes, namely His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived even since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. I used to preach a sermon called, How to Become a Fool. It never did bring in a bunch of crowds. How to become a fool. I read this text. I let Paul give the steps to become a fool. And my point was not to recommend foolishness, rather to identify what leads to it. And what empowers moral foolishness. And one step on that pathway in verse 21, these reprobates did not give thanks to God. Their movement into sin involved this critical step, not thankful to God. Such a simple thing. Other steps along that pathway you expect to see. 
suppressing the truth, not acknowledging God's creative work, not honoring God, all of that you expect. But then in the middle of that step are those steps into moral foolishness. They didn't give thanks to God. Now, when the Apostle Paul describes the steps of moral deterioration into ruin away from God, get your hands on those steps and discover their opposites. In this case, the opposite of ingratitude is obviously gratitude to God. That'll help keep you from becoming a moral fool. Gratitude to God that is sincere and personal and specifically listed helps keep us away from sin. Because we don't want to move away from the one who gave us all those great things. Put thankfulness in your mind, not just on Thursday. Put thankfulness in your mind, and if genuine, it is part of your protection against falling away from God. It is part of that barrier the devil runs into when he tries to get into your head. Gratitude to God. Gratitude helps keep us from sin, especially when our gratitude is very specifically listed. James chapter 4, please. Gratitude draws you to God. I'm in the book of James in chapter 4, and I'm at verses 7 and 8. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. I tell you, when I'm thankful to God, when I'm thankful and grateful to God consistently, not just on Thursday, but consistently, it brings me closer to God. And as I draw near to Him, He draws nearer to me, according to James. That's the promise of this text. Draw near to God in gratitude, and He will draw near to you. And in my consistent thankfulness to God for what I have from Him, I draw near to Him who made me and who redeemed me through Christ. James 1.17 is an excellent memory verse. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. I'm going to wrap up with this illustration that I think is just marvelous in so many different contexts of biblical subjects. Bible commentator Matthew Henry after being robbed, wrote in his diary the following. 
Let me be thankful. First, because I was never robbed before. Second, because although they took my wallet, they did not take my life. Third, because although they took my all, it wasn't much. And fourth, because it was I who was robbed, not I who robbed. That's the attitude we need. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I hope each of you have a pleasant experience this week with your family. But I also hope that somewhere in all the festivities and the travel and the good laughter with family and the football, I hope in all of that we will take the time to commit ourselves to consistent and specific gratitude that will continue after Thursday. And that will never be just a once a year event. Carl Barth was once asked to sum up in a few words all he had written in the field of theology. And this was his summary. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. If you've not obeyed the gospel of Christ with repentance and baptism, we afford you that opportunity while we stand.